guys. Welcome to a very special episode of Friends More Like Family. Today's super different because we actually have an audience. We have some of our closest friends and basically our quarantine family. We've been all together throughout. Exactly. But today's especially, especially special <laughs> super 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 because special it is danny's special birthday episode birthday episode for danny how old are you danny right now yes right uh, now right i'm 24 right i'm about to be 25 yeah. forever 25 forever 25 brother <laughs> you That's lying what it is. like a now nah, i'm about to be 28 <laughs> see god damn <laughs> Our audience is learning that these mics pick up every Everything. little sound. Everything. Yeah, it's cool. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have my work cut out in front of me, but it's okay. We're, we're gonna figure that out. Um, we tried our best to to reprimand them, but it's not it's not the left side of the the left side of the room is definitely not gonna work out. But we they have appreciate goals. it because it shows the support. Of course, you guys sure. are super engaged. Yeah, and I want and I want you naturally naturally to react. I want you to react to everything. Um, yeah, of course. I just want to let the right side of the... the to be more enthusiastic. Know that, no, you guys have golden stars. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're on the left side. Alex is on the right. <laughs> the division starts have, there. You guys have gold stars next to your name. Remember that. <laughs> All right. I need my drink. Is that yeah. over there? Yeah. Thank you. We're so, keeping it extra classy with some red solo, solo cups, cups today. Solo with solo our names, though. Thank you. Shout out Sponsored to. By Solo. Oh wow, mine doesn't have my name on it. I was like, I was like spinning it. I was like, shout, shout out. Shout out to Living Glory for giving Sheesh. us labels. Shout out to names. Living Glory. Go follow Living Glory Living for Glory. your interior, uh, interior design. design. <laughs> I was gonna say home decor. Home decor sounds better. Yeah. Interior design and home decor. Um, definitely follow at Living Glory. She's gonna watch this on her couch, like, oh my god, he said my name. even though she hates us right now. Yeah, she hates us. <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh, welcome, welcome to my birthday episode. Uh, special birthday, special, special birthday, birthday episode twenty eight. It feels, it feels weird. It feels. Um, <laughs> I know we talked about this before, like a couple episodes ago, and it feels like um, unrealistic when I talk about like. Uh, you know how, like, when somebody in a movie goes, like, oh, like, I wasn't supposed to make it past uh, 25 or whatever? Is that, that was, how you feel? No, no. I honestly thought I was going to live a long life. I still think I'm going to live a long life. Um, but it's more like uh, it's just 28. I can't believe I got here so fast. Yeah, right. You know, like, yeah. um, it just feels like, wow, like, everything is kind of coming to fruition. And at the same time, like, nothing has happened. Does that make sense? <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just it's just weird. Like uh, when I look at my life, I feel like I'm I have so much to be grateful for, and at the same time, um, the other side of me is like you have a lot to do. You have so much to reach, you know, and a lot of it has to do with like different mantras that I work with in my life, um, and d- different things that I measure success uh, success by, uh, and it's really weird. So like when I look at my life in the 27 years that I've lived. I feel like, wow, like you've lived a life, you know, so God forbid if I was taken from this earth, I feel like you have a lot to be happy for compared to other people, right? Because if you compare your life to other people, uh, you feel like either you haven't measured to their success or you've done so much more than them that you have some sort of pity towards them, 
right? And when I look at my life, I look at from both angles, but I feel like just pure, like, you've lived a happy life. I haven't had a lot, right? I don't come from money. I don't come from things, but I just lived a happy life. I've always looked at things from, like, a better angle. Like, yeah, like, the grass is green on the side, but the grass is nice on this side, you know? Like, it's not cut all the time, but the grass is still kind of nice on this side, you know? Like, the sun still hits, like... So those are the like type of uh, that's the type of lifestyle I try to live now. That like you know just take everything you know with a grain of salt. You know like the good comes with the bad, the bad comes with the ugly. You know like just keep it pushing. Um, you trying to make me cry? No, this is just something I wanted to uh, get off my chest because uh, 28. You know. <laughs> cheers! 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 Cheers to 28! Cheers to the audience! Cheers! Cheers! Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I feel like the thing is, when it comes to getting older and just, like, scoping out your life, like, what have I done? What do I want to do? What do I still have to do? You never, I don't think anyone gives themselves the credit that they deserve, deserve mm-hmm. you know? Never. Because you're, typically, you are your own worst critic. Yeah, of course. So it's like, the only time, personally, the only time that I've realized all of the things and like all of the everything that i've accomplished is when someone else tells me and mm. like lists it out yeah like uh not too long ago jen actually told me i forgot what we were even talking about or how this happened but she was just like well yeah but you're doing this and you're working on this and you're working and she kind of like lists everything out that i've never yeah, like i analyzed. never do that in my you're own like, head damn yeah you're right and i was like who's that bitch that she's talking about <laughs> that is working on a lot that's a lot <laughs> But like it's it always happens like that. You never realize what you're doing until someone else kind of points it out for I, you. So. I, f- for sure. I feel like as a society, we minimize a lot of things uh, for people who aren't doing the same as us. So like for example, you took a chance on yourself and you decided to fuck it. I'm gonna go on something that at the time wasn't like an established thing that you know makes a lot of money and fuck it. I'm just gonna do it because there's money to be made, right? Mm-hmm. Like for example, like something like the stock market or things that are already established and you know people have made millions and you're like, I'm gonna do that because people have made a lot of money there. You're like, fuck it. I wanna do this because this is a passion of mine and I believe in myself when nobody else did, yeah. right? People decided to take a safer route. Like I'm gonna do what what's best in my long-term interest and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that and i feel like that's the chance that i took this year i feel like i was i was going to school i was doing my thing and then it it was when i got sick when i got covid when i was just like yo fuck i could be doing a lot more things and i feel like all of us had a reflection during quarantine Talk, talk about what exactly was what exactly was the the, the turning, turning point. point. Like, what was the, the thing that you were like, yo, they don't give a fuck about yeah. me. Yeah. Now, the turning point was I was at a job for since 2014. Jeez, it's 2052. That's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was at a job since then. And when I got sick, I didn't get a paycheck for three weeks. Mm. And I was just like... What the fuck? I was just upset at the point where I was just like, yo, I can't make money any other way. What the fuck is up with that? So then I started looking into the the first thing I started doing was looking into the stock market. Then I opened up finally my own Amazon business, which I've had a lot of success in. And at that point, I was just like, hold on, hold on. Let's clap for that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I've had a lot of success in it, and it was at that point where I was just like, yo, bro. I made, I was like, yo, I made like 1500 this week, and I was just chilling at home. And I was just like, fuck, bro. If I if I were to make fifteen hundred at, at the job that I was working at, I'd probably have to work in. I'd probably have to work more than forty hours. Small flex. <laughs> Small, flex. Small flex. But seriously, Big I was flex. just like I, I was able to. I was able to acquire that money in maybe ten hours of work for mm. one week, and I was like, yeah. I was like, nah, bro. No, nah, for sure, I'm definitely proud of myself. But that was a pivoting point where I was just like, fuck. It's definitely it's definitely like a risk, right? And it's definitely a ch- it's definitely a chance that you have to take on yourself, right? Yeah. But when when we talk about it, like on the podcast, and we talk about like chances and and things that we do, right? Like it's 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 more of like this is one shot, you know? Like you don't really you don't really take uh, you don't really take things into perspective until you realize that like. Once you die, there is no more you. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, the people that love you, I, I, I love this quote that says, like, in your life, you die two times. One time when your physical body dies, and then one time when your name is said for the last time. Okay? You really only got one chance at this. Okay? So you can choose to live by rules of the society and do do what you want which there's nothing wrong with that because i'm very adamant on do what makes you happy so if if this is what makes you happy fucking go for it bro like i know people who work a nine to five job and they literally love it and that is amazing do that because that is for you but for me is when the same thing as you they didn't give a fuck about me and I noticed that time and time again. I was like, either it's the people I'm working with or maybe it's the business, whatever. I moved to a different company. Went to a different company. Was getting paid more money. I was enjoying it. I loved what I did. And then a situation came up where it was like me or the business. And it was like the business. And it ma- listen, I'm not, I don't take things personal. I'm not a sensitive mm-hmm. person. It makes sense. You built a business. Why would you care about one person? Yeah. Right? It's true. It's about the bottom dollar. It's about the money. So it makes sense. So I love that. Right. Yeah. At the same time, it's about perspective on life. Like, love your life for what you have. Love your life for what you, what you can accomplish. Right. And it goes back to how you measure success. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you measure success by money? Do you measure success by happiness? Do you measure success by uh, accomplishments? You know, it. It's, it's subjective. Yeah, subjective. Like art, which yeah, is beautiful. Of course. You know what I'm saying? I'm spam, bro. Spam. Let me just pay you back off uh, the quote that you just said. Of course. I've heard um, another quote that people live two lives. Mm. People live the life that they live, and then the second life, they live once they learn that they only have one life to live. Mm. So with that quote being said, 28, what do you want to do with 28? Which is, which is a reality that like, came crashing to me like the other day in the shower. Which is like, which is crazy, but I mean, I don't know how long y'all spend in the shower, but like, I'm like a 45 minute to like an hour kind of person on the shower. Long time. Yeah, brother. Guys. But we enjoy that, really. She. I feel like girls take long. No guys take long. Nah, guys. Guys take long in the shower. Girls take long outside of the shower, like getting ready after the shower. I take long for both too. <laughs> okay, so. Shout out to you, Alex. <laughs> so, so, 
I say that to say this. It came crashing to me in the shower um, that, like, 27-year-old me, after everything that I've known, would tell 18-year-old me, like, yo, bro, this is what you got to do. For sure, I would have mentioned Bitcoin. Bitcoin would have been somewhere in there, like, yo, brother, <laughs> I don't know. I know you're not going to trust me because uh, I'm yeah, from the future. Fine. But, <laughs> Doug, listen to me when I tell you. Also, 18-year-old me would have looked at 27-year-old uh, me and be like, bro, you've been eating too much, <laughs> dog. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, like it's it's just the truth. Like you would try to talk to your younger self, and then would your younger self listen? Nah, because your younger self would be like, "I want to live it for myself." I you I've listen when I was seventeen, it's like eighteen. Your parents telling you yeah, yeah, but even then, like I've had like older people as mentors in my life, and granted, a lot of them have been more like street mentality. And they've always been like, yo, like, this is what you got to do. Don't wait for no man, blah, blah, blah. And it's always been like, always look out for yourself. If you don't look out for yourself, no one else will. You know? And I'm like, you got a point there, you know? I'm still like a fair, like, treat everybody equally kind of person. But at the same time, it's like, that person is looking for their best interest. I got to look out for my own best interest. Yeah, exactly. So, with that being said, it's like, I, I always, I always would hear people talking and be like, yeah, but I got to I gotta do that for myself. Yeah, you've been heartbroken? Ah, yeah, that sucks, man. I feel you. Wow, that's crazy. I could never. Let me go try that trifling ass <laughs> bitch over there. See what's up with her. You know? And then once you get, like, cheated on or once you get heartbroken, you're like. Yeah, I'm good. Mm, I should have listened to that. That's what he was talking about. <laughs> ah, that's why he hates her. That makes <laughs> sense. I'm like, it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> now it makes sense. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's just nuts. And when you think about, when I think about all the different aspects of my life, like to your question, I think about love a lot, right? And I receive a love a lot from the people in this room, right? Shout out to all of you guys. Um, but I think about love in a lot of different aspects, uh, family, relationship, friends, whatever the case is. And I just, I'm grateful, like, I have a lot of gratitude in my heart for the people that, like, make a, a stand to show me that they love me, you know? Like, and I said a quote the other day that really resonates with me, which is, like, not a lot of people like me because of uh, how I've changed, right? Because I've become a person that's very worried on being myself, mm. not like, oh, my God, that person doesn't like me. Let me accommodate to how they like the world, you know? Like, it's more, like, about being myself. Once I became that person, not a lot of people liked me as much as they did because it became it went to a point where everybody liked me. And it became not a lot of people like me. But the ones that do fucking love me. You get what I'm saying? No. So like 100%. that is like the thing that like drives me because it's like they like me for who I am, faults and all type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like which is granted everybody has their faults, everybody has their things that they can work on. I have a lot. I'm I'm human. I'm not perfect. Uh, over to our last episode. Nobody's perfect. Um, but at the same time, it's like acknowledge. Acknowledge uh, that you make mistakes. Acknowledge that nobody's perfect. Acknowledge that you're working on yourself and keep pushing forward. You know, keep it moving. Yeah. You know? I think it's also important, like how we were talking about before, to focus on the things that we have done, like the things that we have accomplished, the things that you have accomplished because... This is your birthday episode. Fire. <laughs> 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 At one point, 
a couple years from now, we're going to have some fire coming out from behind. The- <laughs> <laughs> once we some hire some, like, bomb-ass once, editors. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I want real fire. Oh. Like, like, like at the concert. Fire. All right, that's a whole <laughs> new production team. <laughs> we'll have the budget one day. <laughs> one day, one day. But um, I think it's important to to talk about, this is something that me and Fabian wanted to do, is just talk about the things that you bring to the table to us, because, you know, we're your closest friends, but also to the people that are close around you, which we're always with, you know? And something that I feel like since the first day I met you, like, you were just like a magnet. Like, in high school, back in high school, you were just like a magnet to people to bring people together like to have a good time and I know when we look at our lives from like a bigger um scope we're just like oh my god we have so much to do like I have to do this I want to like things that you want to check off your list to accomplish right like your life goals we may not have done all of those things yet but there's so much other things little things that we haven't done (laughs) cue the tears (laughs) but but like in all seriousness, like you really bring an aspect to our friend group that you're just like, in a way, like a, a piece of glue. And like you, you bring everybody together to just have a good time. Like, it's almost like you don't care what we're doing, but you just break, like everybody, like, come on, like we're all like sticking together in some way. And, and, and for a lot of, a lot, for a lot of people that, that like, let's say like I'm not close with or like Fabian might not be close with, you still have your own relationship with them like individually, you know, and you're really, really good at like checking in on people and just bringing everybody together and people want you around because you're a good time. Like someone said that you're their top three. (laughs) Top three (laughs) of of people... (laughs) Of people who were who they would be stuck on an island with. That's fire. That's a big deal. They said yeah. rice, water, I mean, you and wouldn't Danny, be my right? top three. <laughs> That's what they said. <laughs> yeah, rice, rice apparently, water, <laughs> and Danny. That's what I heard. In my for the for the record, don't know how to make good rice, so just just throwing that out there for the island. But yeah, I think it's just important to remind people in general, but you today, that. Um, You've done so much. Yeah. You yeah. really have. You've done so much for the people around you and for yourself. Because that's not something that, you know, is, is like, that's not something that you notice. You definitely don't notice. But everybody else does. And I think it's important for you to know. No, appreciate that. For Thank sure, you. Man. Yeah. My right. tearing I'm up over here. there. <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> one, at one point she was pulling on a string and I was like, fuck, do Jeez. not cry right now. <laughs> You better not cry. Suck it up, you yeah, bitch. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with crying. No, nah, uh, for sure. Nothing no, wrong with crying, guys. I, I agree with you, Cass. The fir- one of the first memories of me and Danny. Um, oh shit! This is about to go way. Back. <laughs> oh god! So it was back in middle school. Uh, me and oh my god, he brought it back to me. Me, me and our friend, some of our friends in this room, Roberto. We were gonna fight. There was a moment where we were gonna fight, and me not knowing Danny. Were you scared? I wasn't scared, but I was just like, yo, it's my first fight. We're going to see what's up. I lose, I lose. definitely scared. <laughs> nah, nah, the thing is, I've, I, I grew up with five brothers, and they've all fucked me up my life, yeah. my entire life. They've all, so I've, I've been fighting since I was like three. It's out here. Yeah. 
You weren't really fighting, <laughs> brother. You, you were putting up a fight. I, I knew how to take a beating, basically. Yeah, yeah. That was a better. <laughs> no, and uh, <laughs> Berto wanted to fight me, and I was friends with my boy Mike at the time. And Mike went to Danny, and Danny, like, mediated the whole entire thing. That was, like, one of the first memories I have of Danny. Mm. Until this day, until this day, like what you said, he brings people together. So did you fight? No, nah, we didn't end up fighting. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate friends. that, brother. Really yeah, it was friends. because somebody graffitied on on my boy Berto's. Uh, I won't say who it is. Somebody, somebody. <laughs> let's just say, yeah, <laughs> they may happen to either be in this room or not be in this room, but we're not gonna go Shout there. Shout out to you, though, brother. However, you statue, got me f- statue of limitations have uh, <laughs> statue of limitations have been. Uh, Cleared, so you're good. You you can't get incriminated now. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, bro. I love that. Yeah, yeah dude. Um, so he was like a like he saved you. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say he had saved. the gift of gab. Gift of gab. Yo, he just Ca- talked it out. He Cassidy like, told me that like two years ago. She was like, "Yo, you have the gift of gab," and I was like, "Gift of what?" And she was like, "Yo, you have the gift of gab. Like you can talk." And I was like, "Yeah, but you can talk. Like what are you talking about?" And she was like, "Nah, like you know how to talk to people. Like you can." S- See a specific person and know exactly, like, um, how to speak to them. And I was like, wow, like, that's kind of true because I'm a very analytical person. So, like, when I speak to somebody, I try to pull on their cords in a sense, like, so that they can relate to me and be like, ah, like, yeah, he's cool. Like, he knows he knows what he's talking about. And it's like, I love doing that because it allows people to, you know, like, come together. So, like I didn't really it was one of those things like how, come together <laughs> it was one of those things like how Jen told you like I, it was like that like uh, I didn't realize it until you said that to me and I was like holy shit I do do that wow that's crazy <laughs> kind of cool I guess yeah. I like myself kind of cool I'm, I'm a pretty cool guy <laughs> but yeah um, let's let's um, let's uh, you know what I really want to talk about I, so for the longest time since we started this podcast wait I'm sorry yeah. Before you start, we gave Danny control over like the meat of this podcast, this episode. So we were like, "All right, it's your birthday. Whatever you want to talk about, <laughs> like switch gears into whatever." But we're gonna start by showing you some love. So I feel like you're leading into that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I am. All right, so yeah. No, yeah, unless you want to keep showing me love. No, no, okay, no, no, no. I'm yeah. all, I'm all <laughs> exactly. juiced out of love. Yeah, yeah, you guys are all out of love. <laughs> unless the audience wants to eat. No, I'm kidding. Um. So yeah, so um, since the beginning of this podcast, we've been like always asking the audience, like, "Hey, what do you guys think about this?" And usually we get a whole bunch of female perspectives, you know, like, "Hey, we don't like when men do this," or like, "We don't like that," and blah blah. And that's all great, but I'm not a female, and I'm like, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a female, so I'm like, I kind of see what you. I, I usually see what everybody's saying, right? I usually like, oh yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. But I always want to get like the male perspective so I know that I'm not crazy, right? Yeah. I bounce things off of Faye all the time and he usually either agrees or disagrees with me and I'm okay with whatever he comes up with. Um, but I'd like to get perspective from our audience, you know, like yeah, yeah. on some, you know, like topics and questions that we have um, that we've gotten throughout the episodes and, you know, maybe like see how they're thinking, how they're feeling on certain different things. If you guys are cool with that. Absolutely, For sure. of course. I mean, I don't fucking like any of these guys, but whatever. Any of them. Yeah, it's crazy. Her, her boyfriend's in the audience, but fuck it. Whatever. We're not, <laughs> yeah. not going to go there. So, <laughs> <Nice>. wait. <laughs> so um, wait, time out. I'm a little confused. Do yeah. you want to go over, like, 
hard hitting questions that we've gotten from quest like from episode one. Like yeah, toxic I'm, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go through our first I mean, uh, our first uh, five six episodes and so and platonic. For- I'm not gonna go in order, but I'm just gonna bounce around. Okay. Is that cool? Right. That's cool right. with me. Let's do um, it. <laughs> uh, one of our audience members disagrees. Hold on, we gotta have to have them sign a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you can, if you guys can pass the mic over to Alex, I'd like to know, ladies first, is not not here, not today, brother. <laughs> yeah, turn it to one. Alex, I'd like you to tell me, um, what's something. What's something that Do you... Do you like it up the ass? Just Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, was that the question? No, 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 no. I would never try to single you out like that. Um, I, would like, I would like you to tell me what is something, what is something that you aspire to be for your woman? You can do a mic check, introduce yourself. Mind you guys, his girl is right next to him. His girl is literally on top of him, but... No, brother, dude. It's interesting you say that just because... Hold the mic a little higher. Right here? Yeah, perfect. Is it working? Because I feel like this kind of ties into what you guys were talking about, like your gender roles. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, perfect. like, you guys, everybody has, like, their own, like, um, perspectives on gender roles, but, like, I feel like just down at my core, even though, like, I've been raised by my father... You always want to be a provider. Mm-hmm. I don't know, for, mm. That's the way that I've been like raised. Like that, as much that, as like as yeah. much as like Jen is her own woman, mm-hmm. and I know that she's gonna make her own money. Independent, yeah. Um, she's a very independent woman. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. She she does what she like. Everybody, anybody that knows Jen, <laughs> Jen <laughs> is Jen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's, she's a wild. Card. There, there ain't no Jen. changing that, brother. No, she just <laughs> she just takes over, whatever. But like, still, at the end of the day, like. That's um, good. There's some part of me that still wants to be like be able to provide for her in some way. So I feel like that's So that's just, like at the forefront of your of your mind when it comes to your relationship. Yeah. Like, I mean obviously some, amongst some, other things. Subconsciously, like I feel like it just it just happens. Like So know, no stay at home dad for you? Probably not. Mm. Like I jo- I joke around with that shit, but like What if you could stay at home and trade stocks? <laughs> I mean, yes, but that's not a stay at home dad though. Yeah, that's true that's because you're because you're watching this thing. You're it makes sense. That's, that's more of a job than like going to a job personally. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. When, I, when I wasn't working. There you go. Yeah, bro. There we go. Yeah, when I wasn't working, <laughs> independent, as much as I was in business season, like I was spending more time. Mm, I got you. Mm. Makes sense. So, um, what if she was a stay-at-home mom? I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I would because I know like how Jen is with like children. I know how she how she, how she would raise our children as well. Without Jen's input, do you think that uh, being a stay-at-home mom would make her happy and fulfilled? No. Hmm. Okay. No. Bars. Cool. But I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't want that for her. Fire! I love that, bro. I, I love I love your honesty. I love I love that uh, you know you know her enough to know that like. For her specifically, that wouldn't be good enough. You know, like, um, situations change and things are, you know, like, life is a variable. So, like, you never know what cards you're dealt. But at the same time, you know you know her enough to know that things are are 
valid enough to where you guys can both live your independent lives and be a stronger unit together yeah. so i love that for you guys for sure for I sure i love hearing from guys i feel like yeah, yeah. Nah, definitely i actually want to ask the two other guys alex could jump in too but after that episode came out there Which was one, the gender role the gender role okay there was uh there was a female who actually said that she doesn't want to stay home dad because they don't think that they could do an adequate job at being a stay-at-home dad. Ooh. Like, like like dad can never do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to answer this dad. And for somebody to tell me, like, yo, you can't be good at... <laughs> oh, my God. My mom feels passionate. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because for somebody to tell me, like, yo, you can't be good at this, I'm always like, all right, bet. All right, let me, let me yeah, do it's this. a challenge. All right, so to kind of stay on this topic, I want to ask the men in this room a question. Just because once that episode aired, a female came up to me and she was just like, I don't necessarily agree with stay-at-home dads because I don't think they're capable of doing a, a better job than a female could. And to me, that honestly bothered me because you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. Mm. You tell me not to touch the hot pan, I'm going to fucking touch it. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, it's not the same. <laughs> you know my analogies. You know my analogies. It's going to burn, but... Uh, okay, so what she was saying... No, that was just an analogy. You tell me I can't be good at something, I'm going to try to be good at it. Right. And honestly, that bothered me. I don't know if it bothers any of the men in this room, but I just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, let's let's go to let's go to Moody. Let's go to Cassidy's boyfriend that we Guys, always we always, we bring him they, up in like every yeah, episode. Yeah, we <laughs> talk about this man so much. God damn. Yeah, let's, so let, let's see. Man. Yeah, let's yeah, see. Yeah. He has finally arrived, the genie in the bottle, sir. We'd love to hear your oh, perspective. So I feel like But um, I personally feel that I can be a stay-at-home dad. I feel like I'm good at cleaning. I'm good. I'm, I'm good at cooking. And I feel like I can yeah, you are. For, yeah, for I, I can attest to that. Maria is good at cooking. Kids, <laughs> but at the same time, I do agree with the woman that you spoke to or that spoke to you. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's more natural for women mm. to take care of kids. I agree. Like From the womb. It's, it's a part of their nature. The ladies it's are going crazy in the corner. So I, I don't think that men can actually match that. Mm. But, I, but I do feel that men can be really good at it. Okay. okay. How do you feel about situations where the father is forced to be single? Whether the mother dies giving birth or she leaves the child. Whatever certain situation fits your scenario. How do you feel about a man having to raise a child by himself? Do you feel like that that child doesn't get everything that they need from the father? And in um, comparison to if it was a single mother? I mean, of course. It's like, it's a child without her mother. Correct. So, like, you're, you're not going to get every tool that you need from a man that you actually need from a woman. Do you think that varies between if whether if it's a boy or a girl? Yeah, for sure. If it's a boy, if it works better, and if it's a girl, it works less? I think it's pretty equal. So how does it vary? Think, you think both, like, men... Like, yeah. female and male kids need a father they, they figure. They need a father and they need a mother. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what's more important. I feel like they're both equally as important. I agree. Yeah. So, there's no one is better than the other. One is less better than the other. It's, they, they are both needed. Okay, question for you, babe. Would you want to be a stay-at-home His name is Moody. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My name is Babe. Okay, mama. Uh, you <laughs> talk that. Talk that yeah. shit, yeah? yeah. You, My yeah. man knows his name. Go ahead, babe. Go ahead, babe. <laughs> um, I, I do feel like I can 
But, like, no, do you want to be, though? Not completely. Like, maybe three days out of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Or, like, five days like coming a, home early. Yeah, like, a, like, a part of me needs to do a little more. Yeah. Like, I'll be happy being a stay-at-home dad, but a part of me is, like, something's missing. I need yeah. More, I need more excitement. Yeah, yeah you need and some. see what's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I say home dad is like, that's a 24 7 job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can't yeah, really go out there up. and I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. thing. I agree with it's that. It's like, no, you need to be fully committed. And that's not something that I really want to completely do. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to yeah. be there for my kids. And I want to, I don't want to provide for my kids, but I can't be there 24 7. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's too much for me. That makes sense. Me too. To stay on this episode, <laughs> um, somebody else told me that. Uh, that females being a stay-at-home mom, that they wouldn't be able to become a successful business person. Mm, which is like and be and be a stay-at-home mom. To touch on that, which is like the epitome. Then of you what, were there. Did I? Yep. Did I say that? You're right? correct. Yep. Yeah. But it's like the epitome of what Cassidy is striving for right because she's already on her way to become a successful she's already successful in her way but she's on her way to become a successful uh business woman right now if you throw a child into that mix how is that supposed to affect it does does one side take a hit obviously she won't be able in my opinion she won't be able to um maintain her focus on both things at the same time Mm -hmm. but i feel like where there's a will, there's a way, right? So, like, she'll be able to balance it out and still be able to be a good mother and a good businesswoman. Like, yeah. I don't I, think there's... I agree. Um, okay, so this was a, a woman that said it. Was she a mom? She was. And did she, like, work? Did she have a career? She worked. Was she a stay-at-home mom? Yeah, she yeah. was a... She she feels... she that this The woman who we're speaking about feels like that it's more important... Or not... I'm not going to say that. She feels that... She prefers to be in her child's life uh, rather than uh, be a successful. Like okay, she feels yeah. like she has to choose one, so she's choose. Which is, a hundred percent. If I had to take that choice, I'd choose a child over a business, obviously. Right, but the thing about it is making the conversation less surrounded by it being a choice between one or the other. Mm-hmm. You can be an amazing mom, and you can be an amazing successful businesswoman. It has been done before. One hundred percent. You know, like, and there's there's. That probably just reflects maybe a, a doubt that she has within herself. Of course. Um, maybe she, or not even a doubt within herself. It could just be that she prefers to mainly focus on being a mom. Maybe Which, she just wants to have her like job that works for her and that she likes. And she, you know, wants to mainly focus on being a mom. But not every woman is like that. And also... Anyone is capable of anything. If fathers can be amazing fathers and amazing businessmen, why wouldn't a woman yeah. be able yeah. to be 100%. an amazing mom and an amazing businesswoman? So no, that's sure. how I feel. I want, I want, I agree with you 100%. I want to get a perspective from our female audience um, and see how they feel exactly about like. Uh, the question that we asked Moody about uh, being a stay-at-home parent and if they feel like that they, they could balance the both. So uh, I'm going to ask Jen, if she, if you could balance both being a stay-at-home mom and being a in business, it could be whatever it is that you do uh, for a living, could you feel like you could do both? Or do you feel like, because in my, in my experience, I feel like it takes a unit, right? Like it takes a village 
to raise a child mm -hmm. like that's that's a very true statement you know because in life you learn so many lessons from so many different people right my grandmother plays a big role in certain aspects of my life right and my more sensitive side and more like uh, moral side i feel like my grandmother plays a big aspect and then my father plays a big aspect in like a more street smart side and my more cunning side you know like so everybody learns different life lessons from different people in their village yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. so i want to know from jen specifically because she has the microphone um how do you feel that you would be if you one had to raise a child right let's say the father was not in the picture and you had to be a state like you had to raise the child and you had to run a business While she's not a business owner, she did have to work. Same, sister, same. <laughs> yeah. I did wish that she was more present. Like, I had my mm. older siblings raise me because, obviously, someone had to come in and make money for the household. Um, I don't plan to have that life. Not that it was a bad life, but yeah. I do plan to have money and be able to raise my kids. Um, I think that it's an expectation. It's, it's not necessarily that it's a bad life, but it's a sacrifice, right? Like your mother had to make a sacrifice and she had to choose whether uh, to continue living her adult life or like, let me do what's best for my children, right? Right. So, I mean, looking at it as, a, as an adult, would I have preferred my mom more around as a kid? Yeah. But would I rather a roof over my head? Of course, 100%. So I think that um, you can definitely be a successful businesswoman and a successful mom. It's just, for me, it's like, is it always an expectation for the mom to be the one, to be the sole provider for the kids? And a lot of the controversy that I have with Alex is, if your career is booming and my career is booming at the same time, but for whatever reason, mm -hmm. like, let's play devils, like, what if? Yeah, for those listening, yeah. Alex is her boyfriend. Yes, yeah. boyfriend. Alex is her main. <laughs> my baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet, not yet. If we can't afford, for whatever reason, <laughs> what you say? to not have not a nanny or Who's going to stay at home and watch the kids? Is it me or is it him? And there is an age difference between us. So mm, he's 30 or 22. <laughs> Continue. He is uh, 26. I'm 23. So there's a three-year gap. Okay. It's not bad. Right. But good if, good if job, brother. Been, if he's been in his career for four years and I'm just near the brink of starting line, who's going to give up their career first to take care of for the kids? And is it my expectation as a woman to have to have to give that up first. I feel like I feel like in each relationship uh you measure sacrifice by the weight of the relationship. And what I mean by that is like when when a relationship weighs like hey listen I got a job promotion and blah 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 you're basically saying like hey mine is more important mm -hmm. so like let's let's go with mine and then like you can put yours on the back burner. I've been watching a lot of this is us so just just <laughs> bear with me. Um <laughs> In that sense, like, it's kind of selfish, yeah. right? Like, it's kind of selfish to be like, hey, you do, you you have been working at this all your life, but mine makes more money. So, like, just chill for a little bit, you know, take care of the kids. And then once we're at a stage, which may or may not never come, mm -hmm. once we're at a stage where we're comfortable, like, you can resume what it is that you want to do with the rest of your life. And it's a little, like overbearing you know like it's a little like 
yo, I gave up my life for this person. Now I gave this person kids. Whether you're the woman or the male, right? I gave this person kids. And now it's like I got to take the back seat to my kid's life and now to my wife's life or to my... Me, it's. I feel like I would enjoy these conversations so much more if it was surrounded less around sacrifice. Like, mm. I don't feel like anyone should have to feel like they need to give things up. Like, do think will things have to change? Yes, but <laughs> I don't know. It looked like you were giving me a dab, so I want to give you a dab. <laughs> Continue. Will things have to change? Yes, they'll have to change. But the best thing that I can do for my children and that the father of my children can do for our children is go out, work, be successful, and show them and run businesses and show them that nothing will stop them. Nothing will come in their way of being successful. I want us both to work. I don't want the, like, of course, yes, when I'm going through postpartum and I need to breastfeed, sure, I'll take a break from work. (laughs) But, like, I just feel like these conversations are so sacrifice-based. And, like, it should be more of, like, a tone that is, is inspiring, Okay, but some sometimes it is a sacrifice because some people like in this room they do live in a like one one uh, parent household. So like Danny said it, I think Danny said it perfectly in the last episode where it was or not in the last episode in this episode um, where we spoke about gender roles. Um, he spoke he he's, he spoke about his mom and how his mom had to be mom and dad, but that didn't take away from. His relationship with his mother because his mother was always there yeah. when she needed to. 100%. But that's a sacrifice. Yeah. So what I was going to say to you, you is that... Do you think your mom looks at it like a sacrifice? Or, yes. Yeah. 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 Because, one, she's an immigrant, right? So yeah. she came to this country. She had a business uh, degree and she had an accounting degree. And she came to this country and she started washing dishes. So, like, already she's sacrificing, right? Mm-hmm. She went to school yeah. for something. She was making money was on something. Educated. And then they promised her a better life. And she came here and it was like... Yeah, that doesn't count. You got to start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, I'm going to start from the bottom. Then she met my father, right? My father was already making a lot of money, and he convinced her on this life that, like, that she was going to live, and she was like, that makes sense. I'm going to do it. My mother made sacrifices in, in a lot of senses. What I want to tell you to your, what you, your statement was, I agree with your statement. However, is a difference when you want to teach your child um, hey, like, this is, like, how you live your life, and this is, like, how you strive to own your own business. And that. But for a three-year-old, a three-year-old only wants you to pick them up. A three-year-old only wants you to feed them. Yeah, a three-year-old. So, so that is what's missing. Yeah. You know, like, that is the sacrifice. But why does that have to be missing if you're owning? Because you're working. Because you're not yeah. there. I'm going to work, and I'm going to make sure my kids know that they're loved. Correct, as you should, but I'm saying, like, that that's a perfect scenario, right? But like I said before, there's a lot of variables in life where they're thrown at you and you don't really control certain aspects where you're like, all right, I got to do this to put a roof on over us. And at that point, you're like, all right, you know, like, he may not be hugged as much as he wants to be, but he's going to be fed four times a day and he's going to ha- be able to take a shower and he's going to be able to sleep in a bed at night and he's going to have everything that he needs essentially to live. 
Amen, brother. I guess I yes. Four I meals a day, though. I Four meals agree. a day, brother. Is that <laughs> older you telling younger you? <laughs> no, Yo, no. don't eat that much. Bro. No, no. So when I I made a choice to not eat as much, mm. but younger me used to eat like four or five <laughs> meals a day, brother. I completely. Agree I lived in a Colombian household. In the fact that. First of all, it's a totally different aspect when it's a single-parent household. 100%. And I've been definitely privileged enough to blessed. have both of my parents. I've been blessed yep. to have both of my Amazing parents. Amazing parents at that. Shout yeah, out, Bobby. fucking awesome. My parents, 10 out of 10. Like, yeah, shout out I to agree. them. I agree. I agree. Same. Same. My parents, my entire life, have worked their asses off. Yep. My mom always worked. My dad always worked and on top of that when i was younger my dad used to run his own businesses too did i ever feel like an ounce less of love no i didn't to stop you right there it's it's a different scenario no no no. that's not what i'm saying to stop you right there that is exactly what i mean to um combat the 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 lady's experience that Mm -hmm. fabian was talking about is that because you can be a successful business owner because, again, by the beginning of this uh, episode, what you measure success by, right? You can be an amazing mother or father because you know what is important for your child. So for me, my mother used to work until 1 a.m. Did I ever feel like my mother was not there? Never in my life. You know why? Because she was there when it mattered. Right, so that's why I don't understand why it, it tends to circle around like, oh, like you not being there for your kids if you're out there working really hard. Exactly. So switching to a lighter topic, I want to hear from the guys about um, what they feel about heartbreak because I feel like we always hear, always hear female perspectives and we never really get the guys on how they feel necessarily about heartbreak because guys have this tendency to look like dickheads. For example, yeah, I'll bitches give- stay heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, maybe. Guys, and so, guys just don't show it when they're so heartbroken. Okay. Dickheads, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. So, um, <laughs> most guys, I'll give you my perspective, right? I've broken Have up. Have you ever been heartbroken? Yes, I broke. I've been heartbroken twice. <gasps> Who broke your heart? I've been heartbroken twice, um, and I feel like. So I'll give you a little perspective. I've broken up with every girlfriend I've had, and I've had three, four girlfriends. Small flex. Um, <laughs> 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 big it's that big two eight. He's um, like, it's my birthday. I um, broke up with every one of my girlfriends. No, no, no. But I just did it because I'm a person who knows what they want, and if it's not no longer like aligned with what I want, then it's like I don't want to waste your time. Don't waste my time. That's also a big flex, yeah. Another small flex. Yeah. So, um, two girlfriends that I've had that I've broken up with, after I broke up with them, I knew that it was the right thing for me to do, but at the same time, it hurt me, Mm. if that makes sense. Like, at the same time, I broke up with them because I was like, yo, we no longer align. You, if you get what I'm saying, like your trajectory on how you live your life and how you see your life is no longer aligned with how I vision my life. And I feel like we're only wasting each other's time. So I feel like this has to come to an end, even though I love you, which is like really hard to say. You just Um, didn't see a future. with. I just didn't see it. So like I had to and I tried, brother. I fucking tried, you know, and it just. It just became a thing where it was like, I got to make the, like, I made the decision in my head and I was like, the decision, I got to make the decision in my head and I was like, 
all right yeah. i'm gonna do it like i'm gonna do it and you know what the weirdest thing is that i've always done that in my head but every time i've broken up with a girl i've never come out with intentions like today i'm gonna break up with her it's always been led by never conversation remember. and been like yeah this is it this is when i'm doing it it's either now or never and then i've done it and both times that i've been heartbroken they fucking cried and broke my heart in pieces and because i felt like not that i didn't mean anything to them but i felt like they understood it from <laughs> understood it. oh no oh no come on come on come on oh no <laughs> Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Yeah, of course. Nah, definitely. <laughs> was it too what? Watch the table. Was it too far? I feel like it was for a second, but I think you're good now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Understood. So, so they, they understood it. They understood it. Um, in my opinion, I thought, at least in my head, which I was dead wrong, yeah. was that they understood where I was coming from. Right, like they understood, like, yeah, like we're both not seeing eye to eye anymore. Like, we're picking differences and things that, like, really are nonsense that we should not even be fighting about because we both love each other. So, where there's love, there should be trust and there should be faith. And there's none of that because everything is a fight, everything is like a little pick at, you know? And I was like, yeah, this is no longer for me, even though, not that I was like eager to. You know, the streets were calling and like, yo, papi, we need you. Yeah. It was more like, <laughs> yo, you need to step away from this. And every time that I've broken up with a girl, except for one time that like two days later, I was with somebody else. Um, wow. Every single time Smart. I've always taken some time before I hit the streets. You know, like yeah, yeah. I've always taken like, All right, take a, yeah, take a breather before, you know, you hit the streets hard. And uh, it was always like, okay. Find out why you did that. Why did you break up with her? See, what? you know what's the funny part? Like, even like in a relationship, but even in situationships. Mm. I've always, I've always known that I wanted to end something, but I've never planned it to the day, like to the T. It's always happened because of like an argument or something. Mm, came spur of the moment. Exactly, it was spur of the moment. But in the back of my mind, I was just like, I was already set. Like, you was, knew like, I that. I knew that things. Yeah. I wanted to end things. So I think, I don't know if my guys or even my girls could relate. Like, when you end things, is it like a pre-notion? Like, is it a yeah. is pre-notion thing? Like, like is uh, it like premeditated. Premeditated. Is For it premeditated? For me, it's always been, like, planned. Like, I'm not an impulsive person. I've always, how, like... Let's start by this. How many relationships have you been in? And how many people have you broken up with? Well, I've had a lot of situationships, but I've only had one, like, real long relationship. And okay. I, I ended that one. And then the situationships? You've ended all of them? How many of them have dubbed yes, you? Yes, probably like one or two. Yo, shout out to you for dubbing her. <laughs> but it was like more of a like, they... <laughs> Big flex. Yeah, 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 it was like... They they didn't see you with you, so they like, well, no, why it, bother wasting my time? No, no, nothing like that ever happened to me. Oh, damn. Okay, big flex. Anyway. I'm not even trying to flex, but nothing no, like that has, has ever happened to me. We? No, that was guys. I was bearing my heart. Mm. I want to ask the guys, though. Um, that just makes me so like I want to ask the guys, uh, wh whoever wants to answer this, I want to see how many relationships you've been in 
and how many i want to start it by how many relationships you've been in and how many times have you broken up with the person what or about like the heartbreak? vice versa that i'm getting there okay. i want to know that first whoever wants to answer this You guys were already like kind of leaning towards like the heartbreaks. So I was ready, ready for that one. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, but we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Don't worry. So, uh, answer that question first. Question, like, so, like, How many relationships have you been in? I've been in probably like two real relationships. Two real relationships. Okay. I've, I'm still in the one uh-huh. I am now. <laughs> yeah. I've been broken up with. You got one. broken up with. Yeah. Same okay. brother. Um, how did you, were you, you were heartbroken after the first one? I was. Because did you end it? No, no, he just said he didn't. How did you feel like... Are you listening? How did you feel like... Um, did you feel like there was something more? Um, I feel like I was naive. Mm. Because I, in my thought process, had knew that like we had her straight away than what like what we already like kind of were in in the relationship. Like we like like you said, we were already drifting off as people. And, um, and like, we just, um, we were just completely going on completely different paths and we were just holding on to like kind of the the people that we were in the past and we didn't want to accept who we were. Mm. So towards the end, it's like, I felt like I was like thrown off by shock, but at the end of the day, I was like, I really wasn't. Now, now surprised. Yeah. Now I was surprised, but like at the end, like when I, I was fortunate enough to have like emotionally intelligent friends mm. that were able to put things in perspective for me mm. that were like, yo, like, you know, like, were you really feeling that way? I'm just so like, you had yeah. a good support system. Yeah. That were able to like tell me like, yo, like they were, throw, they were able to throw shit in my face. Like, yo, like you weren't the best as at the end mm. of the day as well. Like, Cause like in your scope, right, uh, it was like, oh my God, I loved this relationship. Like I loved this girl. And they kind of, like, brought you to reality in a way? Like, it was like that? Yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of, like... Because you're like this, right? For the camera, you're, like, looking at a relationship. Because in reality, we all look at a relationship, like... Through our own lens. Like, through, through a tunnel vision, in a sense. And then your friends see a perspective of, depending on the type of person you are, like, for example, if... I, I'm in a relationship, I come and tell Cassidy all the bad things about my relationship. Like, yo, like... This person does this to me, and I don't like this person. But everything I love, I never tell Cass. So now, when I break up with this person, I'm heartbroken. Cass is like, yo, that person was never good for you anyway. She only saw the bad. She never saw any of the good. You get what I'm saying? So I'm guilty of doing that. Yeah, so emotional support is very important when they're, like you said, intellectual, right? When it's like, yo, you felt like that, but maybe she never felt like that. You know, like, or, you know, she felt she felt this way, but she, you didn't deserve that because you were honest with her all the time or whatever the case is, right? I don't know your specific situation, but I'm just saying, like, in that instance, an emotional support group, let's say, which is your friends, is very important because they teach you what you can't see for yourself, you know? Right, but I feel like that's the difference of, like, compares, like, especially with, with men, I feel like a lot of men don't have that. Mm, like, that's you know, very like, true. I feel like a lot of men would just be like, yo, fuck. Can't curse. No, yeah, you, you can brother. curse. They'd be like, yo, fuck that girl. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, Trust me. Like, she, wasn't, she wasn't good enough, blah, blah. But like, not, not enough men will be able to tell you like straight up, like, yo, yeah. was that real for you? Mm. Yeah. You know, like, did. I agree. 
like a lot yeah. of men are emotional, especially when I, when I was. This is when I was younger. Yeah, so of like, course. Uh, I thought I was fortunate enough to have friends emotionally intelligent enough to tell me when I was younger. Of to course. Be able to put things in perspective. Which Honestly, is that, that, that must be hard for guys. Which is very but important. It's exactly. It's super. Helps. It's super hard for guys because most guys are surrounded by, if it's not yes men, if they're they're if they're the the it guy of their group, and it's a whole bunch of yes men like yeah yeah bro, bitches you know bitches are dumb a dozen you can find whatever bitch Fuck you want bitches you know get money you know but if you have some friends who are like one this is the hard part about being a friend who's if you're a friend of somebody who's been in a long time relationship be like yo I'm getting my friend back. Hold the fuck up. Like, you're getting your boy back? That's a big issue because you're like, yo, the dynamic has changed. But at the same time... You I got- felt like that before, though. But that was because when when one of my friends are in a relationship and I, I, I deem it, like, toxic, I'm not, I'm not necessarily somebody to be like, yo, that's toxic. Because of the situation yeah. where you said, where it was just Sometimes like... Sometimes you have just, to let them figure it exactly. out. You don't know the whole school. Exactly. The whole I don't know the whole enchilada. Yeah, I mean, Gucci it's just Prada. you feeding. It's just you feeding me all the negative things. Yeah, so it's just like I can't really say, but I'm not gonna lie, bro. You don't know if she eats his ass. When, <laughs> that's <laughs> a big fact. That doesn't matter. That matters a lot. That what matters. Are you matter. Not that all these bitches eating time. your ass, brother. You've gotten your ass eaten before. Um, I'm not gonna say yes or no, but, but yes. I'm open to it. So <laughs> I'm open to it. So. Uh, so that's it. Is that a call for like ass eating that you just did right there? <laughs> okay. It's, <a> birthday birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday, birthday. A request. Um, um, but I'm not gonna lie. When you were, when you told me you ended things with Ag, I oh, said it. Shit. Drop the names. We don't have the train. We don't have the train. Somebody make a train I'll sound. I'll bleep it. I'll can, can I get a train sound? Get the fuck out of here. Can I get a train? When you t- <laughs> there we go. We have a train that passes by Cassidy's house. Real every friends time we more drop like a bomb. yeah. Real friends more like family fans and all that. There's a train that passes by every time we're about to drop a bomb. <laughs> all right, go when ahead. you told me you were ready to end things with your ex, yeah. Shit, I was like, yo, I'm getting my boy back. Fuck it. <laughs> That's true. The streets weren't ready. Streets so it doesn't necessarily make them bad ready. friends. Yeah, because you. You're losing something, but at the same time, as a friend, you're gaining something. You get what I'm saying, like, and and it's 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 very important to note that, like, um, at the end of the day, you have to make your own decision. But just know that the people, the people, you know, that saying that is like, uh, tell me who you're with, and I'll tell you who you are. You know, like, it's very important the people you surround yourself with because. They'll tell you in situations when you need a voice, you know, and in a situation when it comes to a breakup, it's very hard because nobody knows exactly how you're feeling and you need to take that with a grain of salt and then go to your peers and be like, yo, brother, this and this happened to me. I don't know what I should do. And it's like, all right, I took their advice. I took their advice and I'm going to eventually, um, do what I have to do, you know, and I, I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say about it because it's a little, it's a little tough to just um, surmise it to be like, yeah, like my friend said this, but I'm gonna do this, you know. So, um, if anybody has an opinion, Jen, if you have something to say, um, I don't have an opinion, but I have a question. Wow, a question since we have more males in the room. Today. I would love to hear it. 
Um, do you think it's true that women know it's over before the man do? And do you think it's true that women um, hurt first and then the men hurt later? If you've ever heard of that before. I've seen so <laughs> many, like, I've seen so many, like, um, like memes about that, like men right after a breakup and they're like in the club, like chilling, they're Mm -hmm. totally fine. Women like cry first and stay in their room and then the women get better, but then like slowly the men get worse. Like the men end up crying like a few weeks after they're like, shit, I miss this bitch. (laughs) And the women are like, nah, I'm good now. Like I I cried already. I wouldn't say, (laughs) I I would disagree. I would disagree. On the second one, I would agree. Which is, where it was just like, yeah, I guess. The I can't. I can't really speak on if women hurt more. Isn't that the no, same? Not, no, I didn't say no, not more. Less. It's hurt less. Oh, hurt less. I didn't say if they hurt more. I said, do you think that um, they know it's over before the man does? So like, I don't do agree with that. that. Yeah, that, like, I disagree with that. They can pick up vibes. Yeah. Like, if the they do, they they're no. naive and they're they don't say yeah, anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they just like our last episode, they ignore the red flag of, mm-hmm. damn, this man wants to break up with me. Yep. You know? I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of women know, but yeah, they like. Yeah, they ignore it. They like, ignore it. Nah, but we're going to work through down, this. Deep yeah. down, I think they know. Yeah, no, for sure. It's comfortability. I feel like nobody wants to know. Nobody wants to feel like it's over in their relationship. Especially if you want to stay in that relationship. Yeah, so every situation I've been in, like I said, I've broken up with uh, my significant other. And and, uh, (laughs) I've broken up with my significant other. And to to talk to Jen's point, like, I felt immediately after I broke up with them, like, that two weeks after I broke up with my last ex was really hard for me. Like, it was like, fuck, like, did you make the right decision? Was this right for you? You didn't feel free at first? My biggest question was, will you find somebody who loves you like that? Like that person did? Yeah, because when you find somebody who loves you unconditionally, it's hard to let go of that person, even if they're not right for you. Yeah. You know, that's like really hard. What do you Oh, sorry. Because if that person loves you unconditionally, it's... It's super tough to be like, you know, like, yeah, you're not good for me. I'm gone. And then you go on to move, especially if you move to the streets, <laughs> you know, and you're in the streets and then you see like, uh, this is they not too. Out here, bro. This is not. I mean, like, damn, I these streets dirty. These streets are dead. <laughs> nah, I, I mean, now because of COVID, but the streets weren't always dead, you know, like, but to, to, to the point is like. When you realize that you step out of your necessarily, so I was in a relationship for three years, you're in a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. When you step out of that comfort zone, you're like, damn, did I make the right decision? And that self-doubt like plays in your mind, which I'm sure it plays in the girl's mind. Like, what could I have done better? What did I do wrong? Like all that. But I think they initially think of that. I initially thought of that shit too. But I think it sticks with, I think it sticks with men longer. All right, I want to hear from Carolina. I think it's completely normal to, like, w- once you go through a breakup, to be like, damn, will I ever find somebody that loves me that much or accepts me that mm-hmm. much? I think that's inevitable because you open yourself up to somebody for so long, however long you've been with that person. Yeah. And you don't know if you'll find somebody that loves you as much. But then once you realize there will be somebody, yeah. you're like, Then you're unstoppable. Damn, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm ready to be single, yeah. whatever it is. But I just feel like it's a matter of 
getting up to that point. Yeah. At what point? When you first go through a breakup, it's everything is like, damn, am I? It's a loss. It's so recent. It's, it's so, so recent, like flesh. Like, am I ever gonna be able to open up to somebody like that, or am I ever gonna be able to tell that person that secret? Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 I feel and you. And once you realize, or once you tell another person and they accept you, you're like. Actually, like, You're like, I ain't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel more like acceptable than I thought. I feel like the more you go through it, the more like the more experience you have with like relationships and stuff like that, the more you realize like there are so many more people that will accept you than you ever think. Yeah. You know, like you always think like, like when you have a deep connection with someone and it goes bad, you're always like, how the fuck am I ever going to connect with someone mm-hmm. else ever again? Yeah, and, and then you do and you're like, oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. Then you break up with that person and you're like, no, Y'all that was gonna- it. Now I can't. <laughs> like, you know, it's like For it's sure. always this like cycle, but there's always someone else that you can connect with. Which always like it brings a whole momentum of like. You can always find better. It brings a whole new time. Yeah. Correct, correct. Which is important. And I want to ask you, Caroline, since you have the mic. Um, it's something I had a conversation with Cass about like two weeks ago. Where, not that I had any self-doubt, but it was just a hypothetical where I brought to Cass. And I was like, yo, Cass, what if I was wrong when I broke up with all these girls? Like, what if it was me? Like, what if I didn't try hard enough? What if... Like, I could have done something different and made that relationship work. How do you feel about that? I feel like, okay, so... Wait, hold on. To say that is to say, is to ask you, when is enough is enough? Like, when is, I've tried, it didn't work, I have to pack it up and go. I think that enough is enough is, like, up to anyone's um, own, like, measure. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm nobody to say, hey... Enough is enough. Get on your shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's up to your your own time in your life. Like mm-hmm. so, I, I might be like, "All right, Danny, enough is is enough. Get your shit together." But you're like, "I'm not ready to get my shit together." <laughs> I'm sorry. I still want to be for the streets. I still want to be for the streets. So for like the streets. Anyone like that's that's up to everyone. Like your own your own timing, your own perspective. Yeah. Um, that's just how I feel about that. So I could be like, okay, like, you know, you fucked up, apologize, get it together. You can't keep doing this to every girl. But then you're like, in 10 years, you're like, okay, I'm ready to stop doing that to every girl. That's your own timing. Yep. That's when you're ready. And that's just the way I see it. But Everyone, for you, your perspective, when is enough enough? Enough is enough for Carolina. Mm. Mm, that's a good one. Sheesh. I doctor that shit. When is when is enough is enough for glory? When you lose yourself. I, l- I literally love that you said that when because your mental you said health that. is yeah. not in a good place. I mean, yeah. When you don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. And your habits, your routines are just not the same. Okay, so So you. I'm going to stop you right there because last episode we spoke about that a little bit like um I felt like in my last relationship I lost myself. And I was not who I was. I was not this hippie Kaye, like, go go find some good shit, motherfucker. Like, I was it's like this. yippie Kaye. I said yippie Kaye. You said hippie. I said yippie Kaye. You said hippie Luckily, Kaye. this is a podcast, and we'll be able to listen back. And you're going to hear yippie Kaye, motherfucker. I can't wait. I literally can't wait. Um. Anyway, so 
I wasn't this yippie Kaye, like, let's go find the next adventure. I was like this, like, oh, you want to do this now? Like, and I was like losing myself. And I didn't realize it until I literally found myself in a fucking screaming argument, yelling at the top of my lungs. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? This is not me. 100% as a human being, I can get there. You get me mad enough, you get me... I'm a New Yorker. You get me tight enough, I'll fucking get there in a heartbeat. However, with somebody I love, I should never be able to get there. Maybe once a fucking seven years, like, I should never be able to get there with you. And I was there constantly where I was like, I don't fucking want to do, you know, like, I was just there. And I was like, yo, like, this is like, you a dub. Yeah, I was like, whoa, who the fuck are you, you know? So I lost myself. And that's when I was like, time to go. Time to go, sister. You know, I was like, it, sister, and, brother. yeah, I was like, enough is enough because yeah. I lost myself in the sauce, you know, like, yeah. and back to like, since we're doing a little recap of our relationships and since it's on the wall, back toxic to toxic brother. relationships, <laughs> the sex kept me there a long time. And it was, so I was like, I was there and I was like, yo, your your dad is only here for the sex. My dog, let me tell you something. You go you know when I knew when I knew that my ugly friends were out here in the streets getting some look at me. No, no, no. Yeah, you saw that, right? You <laughs> saw that. <laughs> yo, what the fuck? No, 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 no. I was like <laughs> I wasn't I looking at you, Cass. Don't, don't worry, Cass, I was definitely not looking at you. But yeah. He leaned forward and everything. No, 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 my fault. Yeah, I wasn't looking at you. I was looking at the clock. There's a oh, clock over there. Um, <laughs> when I knew that my ugly friends were out here striking galore and shit, and I was like, "Stop looking at me, you dog!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh nah, there's there's stuff out here. I used to be the man, homie. What's going on? You lost the sauce." I was like, "All right, time to reconfigure. Time to mm. take a step back and figure it out." So I took a step back and I did what necessarily. I still agree to this day that it's something that I did not want to do. I did not want to break up with this person. Ideally, I did not want to. In, inside of me, though, realistically, uh, wholeheartedly, I knew it was the right thing for me. So I was like, I, I got to go through with this. Your soul and, wanted to, but sure. your like, mind my, didn't My soul want wanted to. to was like, hippie kaye, motherfucker. Hippie but my body. My body was telling me, yeah. So I ended up breaking up with this person. It hurt me, right? I've, I've broken up. I've had four relationships. I've broken up with uh, all four of them. Uh, don't No. <laughs> I was going to say, don't say it. Um, and, and each of them, I felt a little type of way, but two of them, I felt actual heartbreak. Like, did I make the right decision? Yeah. I fucked up. You should go back. You should beg them to take you back. And I... Like, something inside of me was like, you're better than that. Don't do that. Like, this was the right decision. You know it was. Stick to your gut. Stick to your guns type of shit. And I say that to say this. Like, each each of us guys in the room, right, we're supposed to be, like, this hard, like, you know, like, strong figure. Like, yeah, like, you know, we fuck bitches and don't feel nothing about it. At least that's how women play us out to be, Right. I don't feel that way. I feel like we feel the same way y'all do, except we, like, hold it in better. 
you know what I'm saying? Like we like feel the same ways you do, but we're just like, all right, like do this because it's better for yourself and hold it in because if you show any weakness, they're gonna take advantage of it and you're gonna be back in the same trap you were just in. And if you and if you guys feel any different, I would love to hear from um the guys in the room, uh, especially Solo, actually. I'd love to hear from Solo. Yeah, um, we need to hear from Solo. Yeah, I haven't heard. This is, a, this is like, one of my closest friends, and I, I'd love to hear Solo, exactly how he feels. I want to know what your experience he has been. Famous. I want to know what your experience Let, has been with heartbreak. Yeah, let's yeah, exactly. Let's ask you a question. How many relationships have you been in? I've been in two relationships. Perfect. How many have you broken up with slash been broken up with? One, I'll say that I was probably an asshole and cheated on. Mm. One. They broke up with me. She broke up with me. Which one gave you more of heartbreak? I would say the second one. She broke up with me. Mm. Was it was it because of the fact that she broke up with you and you weren't ready to let go of that relationship, or was it because I, you felt more for that person? I think I felt for more for that person, but it was also like an investment of time. Like I traveled, shared new memories, experienced new things. Mm experience new things and hold on sorry the camera stopped uh jen do you mind pressing that red button you gotta move over then, yeah start from the top yeah yeah that's good so jen, thank you so solo how many people have you broken up uh how many relationships have you been in i've been in two relationships how many have you broken up with and how many have you been broken up with one i could say i was an asshole cheated on her so it was I could say I probably broke up with her. Like, you were the reason why you yeah, guys broke up. I was the reason why. Mm-hmm. The second one, she broke up with me. Okay. And um, with that second one, like I said, I... Uh, which which one did you feel more heartbreak with? That second one. Okay. It was, it was more of, like, investing the time just sharing the experiences that we had together and everything. Mm. And I... To me, I made that commitment to myself that I wouldn't be that person that I was before. Mm. I'm going to give my all. I'm going to give everything that I did. Ah, I feel you. And so that's what I did. I gave every little thing. I basically left it all on the field. Yeah. Mm. So so when you say that, prior to a conversation we had earlier, like with everybody, um, how how is that person at fault for... Every like you turned around and you were like, I'm gonna give this person everything, and that person wasn't ready. Let's just say that person wasn't ready to give you everything, right? You gave that person everything, and then it didn't work out. Let's just say, how was that person at fault for your projection of I'm gonna give this person everything? How was that person at fault? Yeah, because le- le- like in this perspective, it didn't work out, right? Well, I don't. I, you see, like I don't put the fault to that person. Okay, that's that's how I see it. Like thing is i would probably consider that my first real relationship so i the second consider one my, the second one the mm-hmm. first real relationship mm-hmm. so i see it more as myself being more naive like me being more as like i've never been in a relationship i don't know how to provide for a woman i don't know how to do any of this so mm. it was more of a learning experience for me mm. Mm, so true. i did go through a breakup i did have those moments where i felt down i didn't know what's like i, I doubted myself i didn't like you know all those things that you could ever think I, of. I want your exact thoughts on once you got broken up with how did you feel once I got broken up, yeah, I like, everything was shattered. I just didn't, like, I didn't know what to think of. I didn't, it, it, you live in one of those life cycles where it's like she's surrounded around your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. she's not there, it's just a new chapter where it's like, shit. I'm you have to, like, refigure out your I, relationships yeah, I, and where, everything. Where do I go from here? What do I do now? 
it's that it's that I like to call it like a limbo. It's like a limbo. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like, so you, it's like you kind of doubt yourself, but then you kind of tell yourself like pick it up. Mm-hmm. But then you sit in that doubt because the doubt is the doubt is more comfortable to sit in, and you just sit like it's just. Yeah, that's I guess, yeah. You just kind of question yourself, and you get sunk in a hole. But that's what happens when you like make a, a relationship your entire life. Yeah. yeah. And then like when that ends and it goes bad, you're like, oh, I have to figure everything else out. That's a really type good of situation. Point. No, yeah. I could relate to you solo. When one of my worst heartbreaks, I was in a relationship where the other person was um, traumatized with her last relationship, yeah. and I took it to my own. I took it in my hands where I was just like, I, I'm going to give this person everything that she, they lacked that, that, that they lacked and more because she you was, wanted to fix her. Like, yes, I don't want to say fix her because I don't think that she was necessarily broken. Mm, bars. But, Jesus, <laughs> you, t- you touch my soul, bro. Is he Drake or what? <laughs> <laughs> I like no, this still the yeah, mic. Right? <laughs> no, but I... This person was like traumatized from the last relationship. I was trying to give and give and give so this person could one trust again and just love you like you love them. Exactly. And I think by doing that, very quickly I was able to take my walls down, walls that I would usually have in any typical relationship. And when I think I think that honestly overwhelmed her to the point where she broke up with me and I was just like I was devastated. Oh, because wow. you tried so because hard. Tried it's not so where I expected hard. that to go. Yeah, you so thought hard. he'd be married with yeah. kids. Except well, you know no. him. Because of that Drake line? <laughs> I, I expected like you to break up, like you to get no. tired of it and oh, you break up with her. I feel that. I feel that. That relationship wasn't that long. Like that. It, what, to date, one of your biggest heartbreaks? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I feel you because and you try. I tried so yeah. hard to be that, that thing that. They wanted. They wanted. What I you could, thought they wanted. Correct. And I could like, I could be the definition of like the man that she could trust in because mm. at that point she, she lost all faith in men. Mm. Mm. And I tried, I tried, I tried. And by doing that, I put, I took my walls down and when it ended, that shit, that shit devastated me. I have a question. So for you guys, any one of you can answer, but when you experienced these heartbreaks did you feel like you had like support from your boys like did you feel like you could go to them and not just because like you know these were your guys but did you feel like they they were happy to have you back (laughs) yeah um i mean we're fairly new we're all hanging out with each other i wouldn't say fairly new but fairly new yeah i wouldn't say fairly new but maybe what like two three years but like i've known solo for six years jesus christ it's probably gonna be a little dicey like i don't think they were there for me at a certain extent that i like i felt like i was at a level that i feel that i feel that like i i de- like how, me personally I mean, wasn't there you described it earlier like they would just be like right on he's from mm-hmm. the streets now let's mm-hmm. go do this let's mm-hmm. go do this let's go do that like they weren't necessarily like yeah, emotionally like, comforting for that situ- I, I didn't want to be in that situation where i'm going to go to a club i'm going to go to do this i just you wanted to feel i just wanted to just hang out really yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's all, it was not forced it's not forced so well. wait can i say something so uh perspectively right because i'm fairly new to your friend group let's say right um 
perspectively it's not really of a like yo like i feel you brother like even though individually each person in that friend group has felt how you felt that moment they're not the type to be like i feel you brother we're gonna get through this like whenever you want to talk i got you they're more like yo in order to get over somebody you gotta get under somebody you know like amen brother they're more that type of <laughs> you see they're more that type I'm of friend kidding. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> So, so I see what you, you don't mean. Don't even agree I with don't mean that. that. <laughs> yeah, he he was over here talking about he can't have sex with somebody. You don't. You know what? Never mind. Yo, so, so, I feel you when you say that you didn't have that, and um, I know that now at a later age you can appreciate people around you in your life that you know that you can talk to that have more of a sense of, damn, like this relationship hurt me. I'm trying to rebuild, but it takes some time. And it does take some time because you just spent a lot of your life trying to circle your fucking life around this one person. And it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. So now you have to rebuild. And rebuilding anything, whether it's a fucking Lego or it's your life, it takes some time. You know, like, so you have to really take a step back and take into perspective, like, okay, that that friend of mine has been being a hoe his whole life. And he's not really out here trying to like support me mentally on how i actually feel about this relationship he's more like yo let's go fuck some bitches so i feel you on that at the same time though did you find enough emotional support without those friends in order to succumb um how you felt you do have to spend that time alone and really analyze yourself yeah because it's very important because I feel like people start to resent that love that was created in that circle, in that situation with you and whoever you were with. Mm-hmm. Me, I took the benefits of it. Like, I took the, what improved me as a person. Like, would I, would I start, would I have been in my career if it wasn't for this person? Or mm. would I have been a better person if it wasn't for this person? Okay. And I felt like I had to be, as like we spoke about before, I had to be a provider. So I felt those instincts as a, I felt those instincts as a person, like as a man as a person that I had to be a better person and better man. So I took the benefits from those relationships that I'm going to carry on with me all the time. Mm. That love that I felt all the time that I'm going to take this and I'm going to make sure I'm a better person. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, Salah. which is which is perfect. That's really, really beautiful. Yeah, which is amazing because that's exactly what you should do in yeah. any life experience, let alone people, relationships. A lot of people can't like bring themselves to that point and might need like a lot yeah. of support from the outside. Mm-hmm. But because to be able to have that viewpoint where you learn that on your own and you're... You've not only experienced this heartbreak, but you're ready to put that energy somewhere else that's more worthy of it. Yeah. Like that's that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one thing I would emphasize with everybody. Don't don't resent that love you felt mm. for that person. Yep. Recognize yeah. it and and put that energy towards something else and just realize it. Preach sure. solo. Preach. Yo guys, when I when I clap, you guys clap. <laughs> Brother, that deserves a speech. Is it cool with yeah. you guys if I ask uh, a question and then we move on to the of, big spicy of course, of course, sex brother. topic? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So I've been seeing this trend a lot. Do you, I, I, it's like, I think it was a psychologist who came up with this theory about the three love theories. Mm, three lo- like three different loves three in your different life? different loves. Do you know about, exactly. Do you know about this? Like the first love is like the puppy love. Second love is like the hard love. Third love is supposed to be like the love of your life. 
Me You're too. I'm here. I just, I just want to see like a raise of hands of like who I was believes like, in. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, you believe can I, in it? Can I give? Can I be honest with you? Yeah, a thousand percent. I feel like I've had two, uh, maybe one love, close to two loves. Mm. Um, so maybe I'm ready for my third, but I don't really know. I'll give you the stats. Yeah, she's out. But there. but you feel like a third third is uh, honestly right like, for the taking. Like I, I don't. Know. You had a puppy love. Yeah, I don't know. Like like. I personally don't think they, I don't really subscribe to those like oh like the this three. is how it goes mm. right like or this like, is what you experience because everybody has something different of course but I, as I like, you, I like that Cassidy uses the word subscribe because yeah. it's very like her you know what I'm saying <laughs> she's like I don't subscribe I mean it's true like <laughs> but also but also subscribe to friends more like family on Apple Apple podcast Spotify period just saying. Yeah. Uh, I don't subscribe to that, but you can subscribe to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but really, I, I, I actually have never heard that. No. No, I've never heard yeah, it. But as I. you were saying it, I was like, listening. I'm like, oh, okay, puppy love. Okay, yeah, one. Okay, the, oh wow, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, <I'm there>. me. <laughs> so I did have a puppy love like in high school, yeah. freshman year of high school, freshman mm-hmm. sophomore year maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think, yeah, freshman or sophomore year. <laughs> And, like, we would tell each other we loved each other and all this stuff. But I remember, like, not feeling like I was, like, in love. Quick question. Are you two the type to tell somebody to love them before you actually love them? No. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't do that. In each relationship, how quick have you been to say I love you? What was the quickest or, like? Yeah, the quickest. Has it been, like, it's something like, like a month to, like, a year. Well, like, I probably know that I'm going to fall in love with the person within three months. No way. No, no way. The thing is, okay, maybe there's different, like, feeling and and time uh, periods with men and women. But in general, like, I know if I'm really, really, really going to have real feelings for this dude, like, within three months. Mm. But I don't know if, you know. That's crazy. I don't think, I think it's been longer than, I think more than six months. It's been probably, like, the the soonest I've said it to somebody. I want to say eight months in. Mm. I, 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 I asked that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. so what I feel about the difference, um, I'm talking about personal opinion, and maybe the men can maybe give me a perspective on it. But what I'm feeling, what Faye is saying, and I agree with, is basically women are the first to say it because they actually feel that way. Like, yo, I love you. Like, I, I didn't say I said it in three months, though. Oh, you felt it? I you felt it in three months. Okay. okay whatever. You you felt it in three months, said it in three months and a half. Um, <laughs> men, however, may not. I mean, some men are just bullshitters and be like, I love you in the first week. But they don't. When they do feel it, I feel like they feel it harder. Yeah. That, it's, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that um, um, we're, I'm talking to you. It's kind of weird talking to a live audience. Um, this is like our, our first time doing this, and I, and I really appreciate you guys being here. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening. I really appreciate everybody at home listening because I've talked all my life, and I've never thought anybody wanted to listen. <laughs> um, what do you say? It's because it's your birthday. 
Uh, okay, you guys are just here because it's my birthday. It makes sense. Um, but yeah, I want to I want to thank individually each one of you guys uh, for coming out. Um, I want to thank Moody, Moody, even though I didn't really like him in the beginning. Um, and I really? told, yeah, I told Cass in the beginning when they first started dating, I was like, because eh. I knew him. I've known Moody like basically all my like all my uh, all my life. Because he, we grew up in the same neighborhood. But I didn't really know who he was as a human. Like, I didn't know his soul. I didn't know what he was They were about. always just, like, annoyingly competitive. Like, yeah, like, they only interacted when they played sports We together. literally only interacted because of Alex. And anytime we interacted, he was, like, on his dickhead shit. And I was like, all right, bet if he's going to bring yours. that energy, I'm going to bring that energy, too. So, yeah, yeah. So, we're both dickheads. And then, like, anytime... <laughs> Anytime That's I saw him. That's literally how they bond now. Anytime I saw him, it was that. But at the same time, what I've seen in the last year, two years that you guys been together, is really like a light that you bring to Cass that she's never really had. And I can appreciate that for her because she's lived a life where she's always felt like she's the one who's had to be... Um, the one to show the way and you're more like not necessarily show the way but you're like yo it's gonna be all right and she's always needed that and she's never had that so i appreciate you for that because she's always needed that if that makes sense and uh and 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 because she loves you i love you if that makes sense and if i and if i stop loving you you ain't shit to him (laughs) i I didn't say all that But oh, yeah, yeah, so I appreciate you for coming to the live JK, episode baby, of uh, Friends More Like Fam solo. Um, I appreciate you for coming. Um, you know, we've gotten closer throughout the years, and I feel like you're a friend that I can always count on to have uh, a great time, right? But it's not so much as surface level as it seems because you're a good time, but you're also a real interesting human being. Um, deep and, thinker yeah and you, you may not surface level show that but as I've gotten to know you I've seen that a lot about you and if you ever feel like you need to talk to somebody or you feel like you need somebody just know that I'm there for you if you need that you know and I appreciate you brother and I hope the same for you um, Alex we've had we've had our moments um, we've had that thing where uh, me and Alex are not friends for like half of the year, but that's because he's he's uh, his soul lives in the Bronx and mine lives in Queens. Um, but um, true and true, I know that you're an intellectual human being and you strive for things that I strive for, and you're very heartwarming, and that brings us very close together because your wanderlust. Um, draws mine and we're both in that sense very wandering souls that love company if that makes sense um and i appreciate you for being you and i appreciate you for coming to listen to us and i love you for who you are brother um number one fan number one fan jen jen is the same thing jen is as she said earlier me and her don't see eye to eye and i appreciate you for acknowledging that and still being able to look past that because a lot of people agree to disagree or just disagree in general with many of their ideals and thoughts and you can see past that because you know that even though we disagree on a lot of things because maybe we were raised differently or we were raised very similar and you don't see how i see the way i see things but you can see that 
me and you both have really good hearts and that drives us to where we want to go. So I appreciate you and I love you for who you are. So thank you. Glory, glory, Mar. Um, I love you. I truly do. Um, you didn't see, you didn't see us being friends and you didn't see us, um, (laughs) yeah, you didn't see us being friends and you didn't see us being a thing because you didn't, you didn't, (laughs) you didn't believe you didn't believe when I say a thing. You didn't believe that uh, platonic friendships could exist. Isn't that our first episode? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, full circle moment. Full circle moment. <laughs> um, you didn't believe that platonic friendships could be a thing because you felt that every guy that would come near you, or talk to you, was out to something more. Small and flex. I, <laughs> and I truly believe that, like, um, me as your guy friend or as your best guy friend. I want everything that's best for you because it's best for you, not because it benefits me in any sort of way. So I want you to know the same way that I feel about Jen, the same way I feel about myself is that we're very resilient people. We come from things that are not so easy and we found a way out of it. So I want you to know that you are always loved. You are always, uh, you, you have a sense of compassion for people that not everybody has. And it's because you've been through those trials and tribulations. So don't take those things for granted and keep those things like close to heart, but don't let them stop you from doing more, you know, like love how you want to love, but just keep that thing going, you know? So I want to tell you that I love you. Carolina, Carolina, me and you are not, or am I not so close, but I want to tell you something that I, <laughs> that I love about you, right? I love that you bring that same energy and spirit that I bring to when I come to, when I come to and when I walk into a room, you know, like it's not so much about ideas or politics of how things are worked. It's more about like, yo, what is the energy like? Like, are we having fun? What are we doing? You're literally the type to like when people are arguing like, but bitch, what are we doing? And that's literally, I mean, not the same, not the same words, but that's literally how I feel about situations. Like, yo, that's all nice. You guys are arguing, but yo, what are we doing? Like, where we like let's have a, like let's have a good time you know yeah so that i literally engage with you and i feel you on that though our soul speaks to each other because of that um yeah motherfuckers it's y'all turn fuck that camera we'll have this audio only <laughs> yeah, bitch. Um, yeah, motherfuckers. Sheesh, I don't know who to start with first. Honestly, I need some more tequila, but all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this thing going. It sounds a lot better. Oh shit. <laughs> nah, this is some some lemonade or some shit. But no, it's not. Fuck you, nigga. That's tequila. It's a it's a drop of pineapple. All right. Fuck keto. Fuck keto. I'm on keto, guys, by the way. But anyway. Yeah, no, not that's it. Fabian. Fabian, you're one of my longest friends, and I truly love you for um, things that you feel like you hold yourself back for. I love you for how sensitive you are, even though sometimes it takes the best of you. Um, Because it shows me to not take things so lightly. Um, At the same time, I feel like you you bring a side out of me that um, when I see things that are necessarily wrong with our dynamic, I take a step back and look at life in that dynamic, if that makes any sense. Um, 
when when we have an argument, I look at your perspective and I think, how can I make this better between us? Because you're my longest friend. Um, I love you for who you are. I I love uh, how you are as a person, and I wish nothing but the best for you. Even though sometimes I may not say it in that manner, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, brother, uh, I appreciate you. Um, even though sometimes it goes unnoticed. I appreciate you for all the things that you do, even though you you ask for credit for everything that you do. I appreciate you what you do, even without saying it, if that makes sense. Thank you. Um, Cass. Cass, I literally, uh, I love you to the bone, dog. Like, you are one of those people that, like, I resonate with so much. Like, our spirits talk to each other. Um... To the point where, like, you you and me are, like, so synonymous with how we think on life that, like, when we rekindled our friendship, I was like, damn, this is what I was missing to, like, start the fire and keep it going. So I appreciate you so much for everything that you've done on your own that has nothing to do with me because you fucking starting your own lane and setting a fire is what set a fire behind me to start my own lane and do what I do. So I love you and I appreciate you for that. Um, and and I, and I want to end it with I appreciate and I love every single person who listens to Friends More Like Family because um, it took not a lot, maybe a little bit of convincing for Faye and Cass to uh, get me on board with Friends More Like Family and start the podcast. But it was more of a, I always felt like, not necessarily that people wouldn't listen, but like, why would people want to listen to me talk? You know, like, I always felt uh, myself as a good storyteller, but never valid enough for people to be like, yeah, I want to listen to that motherfucker talk. And now I feel like now that I have uh, this podcast and now I have more of a voice, I feel like people are more uh, inclined to be like, yeah, like when I hear perspectives and I hear thoughts of people that I've never even met tell me about how they love my voice or how they like my stories or blah, blah. I'm like, holy shit. Like there's really people out there that like, listen to this and like like this and all this so i appreciate every single one of you guys that listen i appreciate everybody who watches anybody who comments i love every single one of you thank you from the bottom of my heart peace out this is danny's birthday's episode happy birthday birthday, danny friends more like family we love you we'll see you in the next episode cast your next you go around the room Visa. <laughs> it ain't my birthday. Peace out, guys. We we appreciate you guys for listening. Love you, love. love you guys. Peace out. Peace.